Yes, I, I, um, as a filmmaker, I became interested in uh, the role of film or the camera in peace building by accident, in a way, because um, I noticed um, when you have a camera in your hand, um, some people are just drawn to you to give testimony. And sometimes without invitation, they, they want to reveal things and, and share things that they never would um, if you were just walking around without a camera. So I, I liken the camera to a doctor's stethoscope. The moment you are wearing it, because I do wear my camera, you know, I hold it very close to me and I hold it handheld and I shoot with it that way. So, um, so in, it was really through that process and it was whilst I was making a film in 2004, 2005 in Darfur, it was my first independent piece of work because before that I worked in television. But during this piece of work that I made, this film, I, I realized that um, people, that the camera allowed, created a certain space for, for testimony, for confession, for reflection. And, um, and so I became very much interested in this. But I think my interest initially was about representation. And, and it stemmed from, and I think my whole motivation for my work stems from, uh, from my experience in diaspora, from being Sudanese but having grown up in the UK. Um, and so, um, but, but, but so in my very last project, which, which started in, in 2010, was I, um, I had gone to Sudan. Um, I didn't notice so much with my first film because I was just in and out, in a sense. But when I went in, I went to live in Sudan in 2008, and, and I went thinking I'm a black woman because I had always thought of myself as a black woman in the UK. I identified with black literature. I loved you know, music. And so I, I thought of myself as a black woman. I arrived in, in Sudan, and nobody considers me to be a black woman. The black people are the people from South Sudan or from Darfur, but I'm not um, one of them. I'm part of the privileged Arab group, just by, by sheer um, by, by the way I look. And so that was a very disorientating experience for me because uh, my inclination, my whole being is, is drawn to minority, is drawn to the marginal. And suddenly I find myself, I, and I didn't notice it right away, but then everything was easy. And I thought, hey, I'm here in this police state, and everything is easy. You know, I um, I go in, I I I can get my TV, my filming permit without any problems. I can I can basically ask for anything, and it is given simply because I'm a Sudanese woman and because I look like I'm a good girl. I'm, I'm a good Sudanese woman. You know, I'm not, I had, and my hair isn't shaved. I don't have a, a pierced, uh, you know, lots of pier, pierced nose or, a pier, or two pierces of my ear. Or, so, so all of those things um, kind of categorize me as a certain kind of Sudanese woman. And suddenly, everything is made possible for me. And, um, and so really, I began, initially, I enjoyed that space. And then I noticed that not everybody else is enjoying it. And then I became critical about it. 
And so really it was that place of being critical that led me to think about how to use um, my practice in, in the Sudanese space to, to interrogate many things which I felt uncomfortable with and which I felt outraged by. And, um, and so really that is where um, the camera came in. Another aspect was that I found that uh, there was a lot of uh, denial. This is a, a country that has been at war since independence, but they all say, we love each other, we're good people, you know, we get on, there's no problems, we don't have a race problem here, we don't have, so there, there are no problems, and yet there is um, a war going on in, on several fronts. And I realized that that denial is actually a part of the culture, that even at the level of the family, you don't talk about things. So let's say, you know, if your parents are going through a divorce, you don't mention it, you know, everything is fine, you pretend outside to the outside world that everything is fine. And I, and I have come from Britain where people are fairly open about things, and especially where um, race is, I think, talked about openly, you know, or not so openly, because I think when I went back from Sudan to, to England, I talked about race more openly than I did before, but I think that was to do with a kind of a new perception about race. But in any case, so really it was this idea that how can we open a conversation in this space? and to open it about a situation that is urgent, which is the fact that this country is about to experience a referendum in which um, the South Sudanese will decide where they want to go, and nobody is talking about this. Nobody is saying a word about it. And, and so the whole idea came for the project Cultural Healing as a project to open a debate and a debate that is going to be a reconciling debate. And, and, and so that whether we part at the time, we didn't know whether it will go this way or that way, but that if we part, we part as good neighbors. And if we are together, then we begin to have a greater understanding of the issues that are dividing us. So this was the proposal um, submitted to the EU. The EU liked the idea um, and wanted to fund it. By the time that um, the project was approved, um, because it takes a long time, um, it, the country had already been through its referendum and the partition had taken place. And so um, it became then a project only in Sudan, rather than in Sudan and South Sudan. So it became a conversation inside Sudan. and. Um, and then because you need government permission to operate, it became a project only inside four provinces in Sudan where there is no war. So the government would not allow us to go to Darfur and they wouldn't really allow us to go too far east Sudan to Kassala. And so, um, but, but it was nevertheless very, very interesting to, to see the kind of dialogue that the camera made possible 
and um, and the the form of the workshops that took place were um, just to gather people from civil society from uh, the arts community together and to ask them to to reflect on the things they want to criticize about the co about their community first of all to identify what their community is and then to reflect on some issues they would like to criticize and some issues that they would like to celebrate and to really allow the inquiry to be led by the community itself. And it was very difficult for me because I wanted certain issues to be brought onto the table. And those were not the same issues that people wanted to bring to the table. And so that is very interesting too. So it really made me think that the artistic process is an inquiry process because through it you gauge what people in a community are ready to discuss, how they are perceiving an issue, and you also create a lateral space for them. I think it's a different cognate experience um, the, uh, you know, to, to be engaged in a creative piece because you can be playful. You can, uh, it allows, I think it creates a space of freedom and a space for a degree of honesty. And, and, and that is definitely what happened here. Um, there were issues that were brought up in every workshop, but we were never able to make a film about them because when it comes to making a film, you need access, you need a story, you need a character. And every time, nobody was prepared to really take up that story. And the two issues were FGM and our legacy of slavery in Sudan, because there is a legacy of domestic slavery that, that informs the makeup of every single family in Sudan, especially in the north. Um, but nobody was prepared to really engage with that issue at all. Um, but, but nevertheless, I think it was a, a wonderful experience. I think um, uh, it's an experience that has made me want to pursue art practice as inquiry, um, academically, in, in, in scholarly inquiry, as well as in development practice, I think. Tangri, thank you very much and very similar to Chico. Another